Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kiss Kiss Game Game, your bi-weekly slash bi-monthly, depending on who you ask, podcast about relationships and video games. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Cogswell, and as always with me is the beautiful Jessica Howard. Hello, Jessica. Aw, thanks for calling me beautiful. You are. And you're really... hello, everyone. You're pretty. Aw, thanks. Yeah. Um, so... Also with us, though... Yes. ...is the beautiful... The equally Zy- beautiful. The equally as beautiful. Aw, Zyger. Yeah. Aw, thank you. Hi, Zy- Hi Zyger. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. Hi, Jessica. I love you both. Hi. <laughs> How are you, so bud? Much. I'm doing fantastic. Tired, Good. but fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been, a, it's been a long day for you. I know that. So yep. we appreciate you taking out your time to record with us. Uh, anytime, anytime. Uh, finally got you on the show. This is episode 10, a milestone. Woo. So what better way to celebrate than having Zyger hey, on? what's the Roman numeral for 10? X, which is Zyger. Oh, my Yo, God. Yeah. Illuminati uh, confirmed. Everything's coming up, Zyger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. That was totally 100% intentional. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We, yeah, because we clearly planned Definitely this. Definitely planned. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, anyway, this is Kiss Kiss Game Game every uh, episode, so twice a month usually we pick one game focus on it talk about it this isn't a place for reviews or anything like this or anything like that we are just going to talk about the relationships in a particular game how they relate to real life our experiences with some of the things that happen in gaming relationships we take listener question or we ask the listeners a question every episode and they give us their feedback we read it on air uh, anonymously and we give away a ten dollars gift card to a platform of your choice so that's kind of the general setup of the show. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash kkggpodcast. Uh, there's three tiers right now, and you can get the episode a few days early. You can get exclusive to uh, exclusive bonus episodes, access to a live stream. You can be on the show uh, and pick the game, stuff like that. So go ahead and check that out if you like what you're listening to. We really appreciate it. It uh, paid for our new mixer. And next up is some new mics. So all the money that goes into that Patreon comes right back into the project. So we appreciate all you guys helping out. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. Yes, we love you guys so much. And mics for real. They're they're the next thing on our list. Yeah. Like even um, I've been doing Twitch streaming. Yeah. Uh, not to plug myself too hard. No, but, plug yourself. Um, do it. Yeah, seriously, do it. <laughs> um, but I've been doing Twitch streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And... We just now figured out. I actually got the mics to sound pretty good this last episode. Andrew, oh, I didn't. Andrew, I was gonna say, whoa. Andrew is my producer seducer to, yeah. to quote some kind of funny. And you're lore. doing great, Andrew. Thank he you. He is. Zager. He's like honestly the best. Like Andrew is such a good tech guy. He was he was made Kevin. to. Huh. He's your Kevin. I he would love <laughs> to sit and just watch Kevin work for a day. Like that would fascinate Yo, the hell out of me. Oh my god, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, no, that's like totally your jam. But yeah. mics are something that we've like that with Twitch money that I'm earning. Like that's the number one thing that I want to go for mm. with Patreon stuff. Like that's like our biggest thing. So yeah. hopefully by the end of the summer we'll be able to get some like new like I'm talking like really good. Yeah, mics. yeah. That's that's what I want to do. Um, speaking of Patreon though, the bonus episode for this month May is going to be out. Uh, we said Thursday. So if you're listening yes, so to it early on Saturday, yeah, it'll be out the 31st, so literally the last possible day. Squeezing um, in at the last minute, just like we always do. Yeah, Jessica's <laughs> been really busy with finals this week, or this uh, this month, and it's just, I've been busy with work. It's been really crazy. Um, and hey, we're guess also, what? Can I humble brag here real quick? Yeah, of course. 3.7 GPA. Hey-o. Oh, shit. Congrats, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, good for you. No, I'm happy. Yeah, I totally, I did really well in finals, so I'm, I'm really excited. 3.7. Yeah. So it was worth it. The neglect was worth it. It was. <laughs> um, so yeah, bonus episode will be out on Thursday for you all, and then the exclusive stream for patrons will be on thursday as well so look forward to that uh any more housekeeping just 
I don't think so. Excellent. I think we're good. Um, so, before we jump into the game, Zyger. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, for most people who will listen to this, I'm Zyger. Uh, <laughs> sadly, that's not my real name. My real name is actually Jonathan, but no one actually calls me by my real name anymore except my parents. So, as far as that, <laughs> you, gotta you guys are correct aware, I'm them. Yeah, you gotta start correcting your parents. Be like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really weird when uh, everyone comes over to visit for like New Year's and everything. Oh and yeah, be my family and everyone's gonna be calling me Zyger. It's like my mom doesn't really like the name. She's not against <laughs> it, but she just refuses to call me that. Understandably. Yeah, so it's gonna be really fun for that. That'll but, be blast. Uh, yeah, I'm Zyger. A lot of people who listen to this probably are familiar enough with Kind of Funny. Yep. And I'm somewhat big in that community. I like to hang out with that community, talk to people there. So you probably know me from them. Yeah, so you're you're really involved in the Twitch chat. Uh, you're a mod over on their Twitch channel. Uh, you're an admin on the Facebook page. Uh, you help coordinate community meetups and stuff like that. So, yeah, I know you're, uh, it's, all your work is greatly appreciated. Aw, thank you. Seriously, like, I... The best way to describe Zyger, for those of you who don't know him, but, like, it's going to be a very small minority, (laughs) but I like to think of him as a behind-the-scenes amazing cheerleader, just supporting the shit out of people and, like, doing so much work and planning and coordinating and talking to everyone and just, like, a little bit, like, lots of little projects, not little projects, huge projects, but, like, just being involved and, like, special ways and and a whole bunch of different people's lives like you're you're just like a very awesome supportive person and it's amazing to know you yes you make me blush (laughs) it's uh we've been talking for almost a year now and it's oh i thought you were about to like say like in this episode like we need to move on oh no no like i don't think we've been talking for a year yet no (laughs) no 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 we the three of us have been talking for about a year now it's been it's been wonderful roughly yeah like we hadn't started actually talking like daily until like maybe six ish months ago yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah like i first met you guys through twitter about a Mm -hmm. year ago ish Mm -hmm. well you you followed us on twitch okay so that was that was a long time ago i saw on twitter someone retweeted one of your streams which one of jessica's streams and i made it a point to follow her on twitch however i wanted to do so while she was live so I can yeah. see her reaction. So I had her Twitch page up for like two weeks waiting for her to go live. <laughs> and I would just miss her. Or like when I was checking it, she wasn't on. And then one day she was on and I was able to catch it. I was able to follow her. But yeah, I've been like stalking you two for like two weeks before I actually <laughs> contacted you. I'm so happy you stalked us. Yes. It, it made all the difference in the world in our My lives. My favorite stalker, Zyger. <laughs> um. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on Zyger. We really appreciate it. And I just want to say, that story completely proves my point. Behind the scenes cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's 100% mm-hmm. true. So, Zyger, we picked, or you picked Fable 2. That's what the yes. game you wanted to talk about this this episode. Um, so, a little bit about Fable 2. Um, it was Those made... Of you who have been hiding under a damn rock yes, for 10 years. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Um, it's a very aggressive way to address people. Yeah. Uh, it was released October 20, or 2008 uh, by Lionhead Studios. It's an Xbox exclusive. R. It's R. the sequel to... What's that? 
R.I.P. Lionhead Studios. Yeah, seriously. I'm so sad about Lionhead. I'm gonna uh, black and white, black and white. Another phenomenal. Talking uh, your microphone. Lionhead game, and I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, you always told me you loved Black and White. I've oh, never Black played it. Black and White is an incredible game. If you guys haven't played it, it has like that same sort of humor as Fable, that mm. kind of dark humor. It's it's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, made by Lionhead Studios, sequel to the very popular Fable uh, on the original Xbox, and it's a game. A it's a fantasy game, a role playing game about making choices and kind of building a hero in the world. So, I mean, I think that's the easiest way to describe it, at least. It was, um, like, Mass Effect before Mass Effect happened, but on a much yeah. smaller scale. Yeah, in fantasy. Yeah. Um, and it was cartoony and goofy, like, but that was kind of the point. But it wasn't... It had its serious moments, too, but it took itself less seriously than Mass Effect did. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, which, way less, yeah. Which way, is part way. of the charm. It's, it's definitely not as serious as a Bioware game. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, so, Zyger, why did you pick... Fable 2. What, what 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 jumped out at you being like, hey, this is the game I want to do? Okay, so like this whole podcast is usually about relationships and how one interacts with another person and things along that nature. Fable 2 was one of the first games like that I played growing up that made me actually care about how I treated NPCs. Because yeah. like before with other games, the NPCs are just there. They're just there to either give you quests or do other things. But Fable 2 was one of the first games that had the good or bad mechanic. I know Infamous is really great with that, but I think Fable did it a lot better in that when you made a choice, a lot of the times when you made the quote-unquote good choice, you were penalizing yourself and you never really got a reward for it other than the game saying like, hey, you actually made a good choice. You're an actual good person. And the game always tempted you with doing the bad option, like killing someone or bribing someone because you would get rewards for it. It would make the game easier. And like the game will always lean towards you making the wrong choice. But if you actually cared and you did the good choices, the game would penalize you. And it's like, it was one of the first games that made you actually think like, how badly do I want to be a good person or help someone I actually care about? And that's yeah. why, or that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about Fable, in a sense. So, yeah, no, I mean, Fable, I mean, you you mentioned Infamous, and Infamous came, what, right around Fable, right? I think a little after. Oh, uh, Fable 2, yeah. Yeah, because Infamous was PS3 while, while Fable was on the original Xbox. Yeah. yeah. So when did Infamous come out compared to Fable 2? 2009 so it so came a out a, f- a few months later yeah a few because it was october and then may so yeah, yeah. So you mentioned infamous and that's 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 actually a kind of a good comparison on um you know games like bioware games infamous fable started doing this whole good and evil mechanic a lot more make it a lot more prevalent but you're right i mean how you treated the npcs compared to infamous was deep i mean you could shoot npcs in infamous but it didn't really do much it didn't matter overall um whereas yeah fable i mean like how you treated the npcs and the relationships you could get married and have kids and stuff like that well and like not even that but it's like i mean you could coerce people into giving you money i mean certain choices like like zyger said like certain evil choices were really beneficial Mm -hmm. and that's something that i think is very different with um 
a lot of choice driven games is that when you have two choices, one being more, you know, to use Mass Effect lingo, like a renegade choice and one being a more Paragon choice, um, a lot of times both of those things will get you like there, there's rewards to both like maybe the bad one is instantaneous but the other one is like long term mm. but there's still like a rewarding factor to both um i mean certain choices in in the fable series like if you choose the bad one like you get rewarded if you choose the good one you almost get punished mm-hmm. and like that's pretty different it's not you know a, a slightly different you know like weighing of the situations it's you know it's yeah. it's different it's not a lot of games do that i feel i have yeah. a really no. good example for that uh I don't know how long ago you played Fable 2, but I haven't played it in yeah. maybe two or three years. Oh, it's been way longer than that for yeah. me. <laughs> but for like one moment that will I will never forget is at some point you have to recruit one of the heroes and he makes you go to this temple to put some stone or something down. And while you mm. go into this temple, you meet an NPC girl who doesn't want to be there. She doesn't know how she got there. She's trapped and like, the only way you can progress is if you agree to help her get out of this temple and like you need her in order to get out. Cause I, I believe there's a few puzzles you have to do and you need to tell her how to help you. And at mm-hmm. the end of the puzzle, when you put the little stone down, it's actually a seal and the guy you're trying to recruit, one of the heroes that you, you need to help save the world, he tricked you. And what the seal does is that it takes away the youth of whoever puts it down and gives it to him as a, sort of like bargain that he made with this evil cult and you are given a choice at that moment you can either sacrifice your own youth or you can sacrifice the youth of the NPC girl that you met on the way here and like the entire time she's telling you she doesn't want to be here she just wants to go back to her kids and like you're given the choice like do i give up my own youth so i can recruit this guy that tricked me or do i sacrifice this innocent girl who had nothing to do with this and i i always gave up my own youth but i think if you chose to give up the girl's youth it would actually end up killing her because you have the hero blood in you so this curse doesn't actually kill you it just makes your character permanently old and actually like reduces your speed and everything so it does negatively impact you as a player but if you chose to kill the girl you keep your youth you keep your speed and everything but she dies and like the end result is the same you end up recruiting the guy but yeah it's it's choices like that where like it, they do a good job. I mean, especially in that situation where like you you learn about this NPC and you learn to care about them, and it's like, oh wait, oh no, I have to make this choice, and you can't get out of it. Um, and that's not a new that's not a new thing with morality games, but I feel like Fable does it in a different way. I mean, with Fable, the the question of morality is not just as simple as good versus evil. You know what I mean? Like that's what's so crazy about it. Is mm-hmm. It actually gets into more like like actual moral scenarios like you know the uh the trolleys you know like uh gosh what, like the prisoner's dilemma is one of them and then there's yeah, like yeah. the trolley oh, like, yeah. all of those like sort of moral questions that you can kind of um put into a game to make it a little more challenging to make somebody think i feel like fable does a really good job at incorporating some of those like moral puzzles in there and like making you actually like and i, I don't know you it makes you feel like the stakes are bigger because ultimately yeah like you could you could sacrifice this uh, NPC and and you could play the game and, and go on and be like oh whatever it's just you know an NPC like but you they do a really good job at like Zyger said and you know the whole reason he chose this game is because you feel for the NPCs like they do such a good job pulling you in that it's not that easy to make that choice 
I I have a lot more experience with Fable Three. I put a lot more time into Fable Three, and like they carried that. I I I, I beat Fable One. I got really close to the end of Fable Two, and I beat Fable Three, and that's something that's consistent throughout all the Fable series or the whole Fable series, at least the main three. That uh, they really started in Fable One, and they continuously built throughout the series. I think that's a mark to how good Lionhead does situations like that. Is they that game always got better at make or giving you hard choices and making you care about what was happening, not only with the characters but with the world in general. Uh, you truly felt like you were responsible for what was going on, and, and but in a goofy way, because like I said, it's, it doesn't take itself super seriously, like Mass Effect or even Dragon Age. Um, it's fun and goofy, but at the same time, it's like it's like I said, it has those crushing moments where you're just like, oh no, what do I do? So no, I think that I think this game, even though it's not traditionally something we would probably cover on the show i think it's a cool choice i'm glad you brought it up uh, because yeah it makes us look at it a little bit differently so um so the game as a whole i mean we kind of started getting into that already mm-hmm. um my thing with fable 2 is i remember i remember playing co-op oh yes god the co-op in that game is not great <laughs> yeah i mean it's one of those things to where like they wanted to put that experience in there so you because because i think that the the type of humor of the game and like the fight like it lends itself to like where you could do a multiplayer mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily done perfectly with that like it, no. it, it just wasn't enough for player two to do yeah you know it they was, were accessory they were there yeah. just basically to be another body. yeah um, and I think that's something that Fable 3 fixed a lot. Yeah, Fable like, 3 corrected that a lot. Because you could marry, like, your friends. I think in, in Fable 3. 2, that's when they first introduced the co-op mechanic, because I don't think Fable 1 yeah. had any co-op mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it did either. Fable 1, to me, like, had a very different vibe from the rest of the series. Yeah, Fable yep. 1, I think, was a little more serious. That was one with, like, Jack of Blades and stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that one was a little different. Fable that, 2 started going that are, like, I, and I... I think it's probably not as popular, but I really like Fable 3 also. I like Fable 3 a lot. Um, I like Fable 3, just not as much as 2. Mm-hmm. No, 2 is two is really, really, really good. 2, I think, is one of the ones that I have the most solid memories of. Um, it's been a while since I played. Like, I think that I played Fable 2, the last time I played it was probably in, like, 2013, 2012. So it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> Same here. Um, my... Yeah, I mean, Jessica, you brought up that like Fable One is a very different game. I think that's why, as much as I liked Fable One at the time, I don't remember as much of it. One because I played it a lot longer, like much longer time ago. That sentence was terrible. <laughs> um, but Fable Two, like it had, it felt fresh. Um, it felt more comfortable in its own skin. Fable One felt like a, it felt like a, a fantasy GTA kind of game you could just go around and kill everyone and just like slaughter entire towns um uh, see maybe because i didn't play it that way like it did not feel at all like that to me it, to me it just felt more like a fantasy game like oh, it no, just felt like, more like a linear like not, not linear but I, like just... i wanted to push what i could do in <laughs> fable one so i just fucked around uh, i, I didn't kill how... everyone but i know what you mean <laughs> Yeah, like no, I didn't kill everyone, but like I, I eliminated an entire town. I'm like this is my town now. Oh I, my god! I, I bought all the houses. I'm like this is mine. Oh, okay, wait, you bought all the houses, or you killed everyone in them? I killed everyone in them, and then I bought all of them. Well, that that is how you make the houses cheaper. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I owned an entire town because the. Who would have thought that slaughtering uh, people and having a town full of crime (laughs) would drive down housing prices? Yeah, exactly. See, what Um, I would do is I would trick the game. What uh, I don't think you did this in Fable One, but I know in Fable Two, what you could do is you can get the NPCs to like you, and then mm -hmm. that will lower the price down. And then you can get them to like you enough to where they can follow you. And you lead them over to bandits, and you let the bandits kill them. Oh my god! And then that would reduce the price even more. That's brilliant. So I that's... never got penalized, but you know the house went cheaper. That's brilliant. I never thought about that. So back to loving NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys talk about leading them to like lambs to slaughter. Yeah. No, I mm-hmm. I think that um, Fable Two had some had some really. Like it, it felt more comfortable in its own skin on what it wanted to do, and I think that's where the the series really kind of met at an apex between dark, grim Fable One and super light and um, comedic. Com- yeah, almost comedic Fable Three. Like I think Fable yeah. Two is a really good me- middle ground of the two, um, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I wish I would have finished it at the time, but. At the time, I remember I was really I was playing I was playing a lot of games just for gamer score. Uh, I had a Yo, same. Like, yeah, like I had a friend who was like, I I have so much, I you know, I have all these achievements and stuff. Like, I want to do that. So I wasn't playing the game for fun. I was just trying to knock out achievements, which is not the way to play a game. Um, That's honest to God why I don't play for trophies and achievements ninety percent of the times because I just. If if a game is fun enough for me to like want to keep playing and want to get a platinum, that's one thing. But like, I know some people who even if it's not fun will like force themselves to get another platinum I've or they'll play that. games like just because they're an easy platinum. And I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't go that far. Like for example, Injustice Two, like there's a lot of trophies that's like use this move on this character as this character. And like I went through those that list and I just knocked all those out really quick because they were really easy to do. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, like, I didn't enjoy Fable 2 as much as I think I would have normally had I actually played the game for playing the game. So, I think that was a disservice to myself. Um, and I wish it was easy to play again. Is it? Yeah, it's on uh, Xbox comp- One it's, it's backwards on Xbox compatibility. One. That's why I played it, like, two or three years ago again. Mm-hmm. Damn, I need to get an Xbox One. I know. Oh. Like, honestly, Xbox Xbox One's uh, backwards compatibility is just so excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, people like to give Microsoft shit, but, like, between their new accessible controllers, like, backwards compatibility, like, they're doing so many things right, and people yeah. need to lay off a little bit. Yeah. Andrew, do you care at all about Fable 2 spoilers? Oh, no, I know, I know, I, I know, um what happened uh or what happens i i learned not the long big after choice I, at the end yeah i learned not long after playing it just from like a friend and then i also read re, uh, updated myself on the wiki before we recorded this just to remind myself of everything because like i said i got pretty far i just never finished it okay because uh, like that final choice is the reason why i picked fable 2 for this because mm-hmm. of who is affected when you make that choice yeah that choice so. was so hard if you haven't figured this out yet from watching this show, spoilers. Yeah, there um, are going to be spoil like the big the end spoilers are coming up. Yeah. So because I know it's cho- like I that choice was hard. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and read them out for everyone. Uh, that way, they if you haven't played the game and you don't care about spoilers, you know what we're talking about. Or if you haven't played the game, and refresh yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, at the end of the game, um, when you well, defeat Lucian, yeah. So Lucian is trying to build the tattered spire to give himself a bunch of power, and a bunch of people died doing building that tower. Um, also, over the course of the game, your dog, your sister, and if you were married, your whole family was killed 
by Lucian when you recruited the hero Reaver. So the option at the end of the game is to either sacrifice, which is to resurrect the thousands of people who were killed in building the Tattered Spire, but you don't get your loved ones back, your sister, your dog, and your family. Love, which resurrects your dog, your sister, and, the fa- and your family, but not the people who were killed making the t- uh, Tattered Spire. Or wealth, which gives you a million gold pieces. Which I feel like the wealth option is like the shittiest option. Unless you really just don't care about it. Okay, but like, you need that option if you wanted to get a certain achievement. Just saying. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. There was an yeah. achievement to like owning an entire town or whatever, and you need this million gold to buy like an entire town. Otherwise, to do it naturally would be like three months of playing. Jesus, yeah, huge grind. Yeah, no, it, it really helps if you're trying to get like the achievement as far as like buying all the properties. Mm, okay, but yeah, so that's the option at the end of the game. And for like and, context, real quick, mm-hmm. uh, when you go up to this final fight, you have your dog, and your dog sacrifices himself at the end, and that's mm-hmm. how he dies. While you play through this game, the entire time you have the game, or you're playing the game, your dog is your companion. There are specific gameplay features related to the dog, as like digging up items, or scouting ahead oh, for things, yeah. or in fights. And at the last moment of the game, your dog dies. Now, after you beat the final boss, you can keep playing, but your dog is gone if you don't choose to save him. So you actually lose gameplay features if you don't choose to save your dog. Mm-hmm. That's how big of a sacrifice you make if you choose to save the NPCs. Now, I and never, then... I, oh, oh, I never. Just speaking of the dog, really quick, I never played any of the DLC because obviously I didn't beat the game. But you can get the dog to come back on one of the DLCs. You can, or you can resurrect the dog. Yeah. So there is a small loophole around it, but nobody knew that when the game originally came out before the DLC. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jessica, sorry. Oh, no, what I was going to say, too, is in, if you don't choose um, the sacrifice choice, the one where you bring back, like, the thousands of people who were killed, mm-hmm. people are going to treat you differently, too. Yep. So that also impacts your gameplay. It's like not only – so it's like – okay, yeah, you lose your dog and those abilities. If you don't pick the gold, then you lose the ability to, like, get all the achievements for the game. Mm -hmm. And if you pick, if you don't pick sacrifice, you're going to have, like, all of the NPCs and all of, like, the heroes that you recruited pissed at you for basically being immoral. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, and that's the thing is, like, we talked about this earlier, but, like, there's very little black and white when it comes to Fable. It's so much of it is just straight gray. Yeah, and I know Bioware does that too a lot, but I mean, I feel Bioware like Bioware does it to a much less extent, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, I think most like most games do that mm-hmm. have like a sort of morality in them. I don't think that they really have as like I think it's just the weight. Like I said, the weight of the decisions, how mm-hmm. they impact it. Like I don't know, it's it's harder. It's harder to kind of uh, make a choice well, in I the th- Fable games. I think, and what Zyger said is like when you pick the good things, it's actually like a penalty to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I think that's, I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, um, it's, you can't weasel your way around through things as easily with yeah. Fable. No, not at all. Um, it make it makes for a cool game though. And it's honestly, it's like, I don't know when, um, there was really like the boon of, uh, you know, all of these like moral choice driven games. I mean, cause I know like Knights of the Old Republic had it. Yeah. Which um, is around the time Fable 1 came out. Yeah. yeah. I say Knights of the Old Republic had it, but black and white. Um, I don't know. It was that Lionhead's first game. Uh, I actually really don't know. Um, but black and white was kind of like, you can see how that game. And I, once again, I'm just bringing it up cause I fucking love that game. Uh, kind of built towards where Fable went. Um, 
and black and white yeah, black was, and their, white first was their first yeah. game so 2001 when did knights of the old republic come out uh coder came out because it had to have been around the same time maybe 2000 i don't know uh 2003 2003 i was gonna guess so that i'm on right top a, of it with dates well, this, right this around the session. time or it came out right before the first fable came out yeah because first fable came out in 2004 mm-hmm. so i mean black and white was really and that's one game i don't even know how you can play it maybe maybe it's on xbox now. I, I don't know it was a pc game originally is how i played it um but that game kind of had that and it was kind of you had to make difficult choices and like you could be a real dick or you could be really good and like that's the whole name of like black and white you, you essentially it's like a god sim um and you can kind of see where Lionhead went to to make the choices in fable and it's, it's they're a cool studio for doing that really it's i think it's really innovative mm. they did a lot of cool work yeah i mean <clears> i think <throat> that coder was probably because i, I want to say i played coder before i played fable one and i feel like sense, a lot of people did yeah which would make sense i did not first. oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> no fable two was my first fable and then i went back to oh, one wow. Then to oh wow okay did you have you ever played um coder uh, i played it after the fact but gotcha. not long i think i played it like maybe five hours but i don't remember how much of it gotcha okay mm-hmm. um, so that was that, super early i think that was my first morality based game um but I feel like, again, Fable lets you do more with the morality because, like I said, you could actually go kill NPCs and it mattered. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, I, I wasn't making that face at you, Andrew. You don't cut I'm just making this face because Bruce is whining so much right now. It's, like, so sad sounding. Like he doesn't want you to kill the NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, funny. like, I've never heard him whine like this. He actually sounds like a baby right now. Yeah, he does. Aww. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him out, actually. Okay. I'm gonna... Okay, go ahead, let him out. You can cut uh, this out. Just keep talking. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so like I said, Fable lets you do more. I mean, it had more of a punishment because I'd also played like GTA 2 where you could kill things and, oh, the cops show up. Oh, no, whatever. There's no good scale, though. It's just how not bad are you, you know, Yeah. GTA 2. So, yeah, Fable really, really for me changed a lot. Um, it made uh, me actually think about how I treated people. Not, like, just in the game, but, like, in real life. Like, man, if I hide something from, like, my mom, for for a dumb example, if I hide something from my mom and she finds out, she obviously she's going to get mad at me. But, like, if, for example, I tell my mom the truth ahead of time, she might not be as mad at me, but she'll find mm-hmm. out quicker because I told her, like, if I broke my brother's arm, for example, which <laughs> k- kind of a true story, but, oh, like, oh, okay. It's hard to explain, but long story short, my brother's arm gets broken, and I try to hide it for a bit, knowing that it's morally wrong, but you know, worst case scenario, she finds out some other way, and she can blame it on someone else, but if I go up and tell her, like, hey, I might have broken his arm, we should definitely take him to the hospital, she won't be as mad at me, but I still get in a lot of trouble. And like, Fable <laughs> made me think, like... How much trouble do I want to be in? Can I find a way out of it by not telling her and putting the blame on someone else? Or do I just pass up and take whatever happens? And that's exactly what I mean. Like when I brought up the, like the different moral dilemmas and stuff like that, that I feel like fable kind of touches Mm -hmm. is like that kind of is reminiscent of like the prisoner's dilemma. Like, do you, um, if you have two people and they're both, you know, being interrogated by the police, 
uh, what happens if one of them rats out and the other one doesn't, you know, like if, if you rat out on that person, uh, you walk away free, but the other person does five years of jail. Um, if they rat out on you, vice versa. So like if you guys both remain silent, you guys both do three years. If you guys both talk, you guys both do five years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is the best outcome altogether? Yeah. You know, ultimately it's like, okay, if we're both, if we both stay quiet, we both do three years, but one person doesn't do five and we both don't do five. Yeah. So it's, it's like one of those, like I said, they play with like those, those moral dilemmas and those kind of philosophical questions um, really, really well. And so it's cool that you kind of bring that up because it's kind of the same way. Like, do I come forth with this knowledge? Do I, which if you break your brother's arm, you probably should. <laughs> I, like I said, I could have no judgment, Tiger. No judgment. We, we my way out of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it wasn't I, that I, bad. <laughs> just, just a little fracture. I mean, you weren't the one with the broken arm, though. <laughs> Just a flesh wound. Details, details. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys got anything else as far as the like the relationships in the game? Oh, I thought we were talking about the game as Oh, no, I guess we were talking more we're about the relationships. Of, it's, it's all it's, kind of blended. It's blended. Yeah, they are kind of um, Fable has music that is co-composed by Danny Elfman. Which uh, Danny Elfman is a freaking great composer. Yeah, so. automatically sucks you in. <laughs> I know that. You are a huge Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I absolutely love his kind of... And, like, he's such a good fit for that game, too. Because that game has kind of, like, this... Like, this this wicked humor. That's what I like about it. You know, it's kind of like that dark humor to it. Um, And I feel like he's a very natural fit for kind of conveying that. So... I want to see... I want to say he did the music for no never mind i was wrong i thought he did the music for kingdoms of ambler as well but he did not little known fact he did the music for the musical chicago oh the yes. motion picture yeah. <laughs> he does lots of weird little things yeah uh he did spider-man yeah like the toby mcguire spider-man movies mm-hmm. he does he, he has his name on a lot of strange projects that you might not because i mean obviously you think okay danny elfman tim burton so you like put those yeah. together but he he's branched out he's done a lot of things Simpsons okay. Yeah, Simpsons theme song. Yeah. So. Okay, so yeah, before we move off of Fable, though, yeah. Jessica, what did you choose for the final choice? Okay, so I chose for the final choice. Um, oh, gosh. I think what's funny is I played the game twice, but I think that I only actually beat it once. Um, and I believe that I chose uh, my family, like love. Um, I think the second time that I played it, I had the intention of choosing Sacrifice. Uh, but I never beat it that time. I just beat it twice, and I did the exact same thing. First time, picked family because I didn't want to lose the dog. Second time yep. I beat it, I did pick the sacrifice option, and I just felt incomplete after I beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, especially because you, like you said earlier, you kind of lose a core mechanic of the game of having the dog. I feel like it'd be weird to play the game not saving the dog. Well, what's funny is it actually it make it reminds me of um, Kaylee. Kaylee was talking about how she went from playing Dragon Age Inquisition to playing The Witcher. She's like, and I just couldn't like love The Witcher as much as everybody else did because I was like, yeah, I did all this in Dragon Age, but I had companions, and like just missing her companions so much <laughs> like made it to where The Witcher was a less enjoyable game. It's, it's a lonely, like it's it, a lonely experience. It is. It's, it makes you more lonely. Mm-hmm. Like Geralt is a very lonely character. So like when you lose your dog, who's like your main companion in Fable it's kind of like that same sense of like okay i went from having this thing even if it doesn't have lines even if it doesn't you know yep. it's not a real like character um to i have nothing now yeah i mean i think it's a good it's a good uh, lesson and don't take things for granted 
To be fair, the dog was a huge character in the Fable plot. Yeah, I mean, he starts, he's there from the very beginning. I, what I, I guess what I mean by, like, not a huge character is not like, I mean, he is a speaking, he is a, a speaking part, yeah. part, you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Is, he's an animal, I guess is what I mean, which as somebody who's as much of a dog lover as I am, I don't want that to be taken, like, negatively. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, you're, you lose your sister at the very end, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you lose That's because you lose her in the beginning. Yeah, I say, cause, <laughs> that's because you lose her at the very, very, like, in the first, like, five minutes of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. That's not fine. You have to do a little bit more, but yeah, it, it's, it's, in, it's in like the introductory part. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, too, I I didn't realize this um, when I was playing the game, but at the very beginning, you can either help some bandits or you can put up some wanted posters. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that changed the town later in the game because you come back to the town like ten years later. Yep. And if you help the bandits, the town's all shitty and gross, and if you put up the wanted posters, the town's nice and clean and pretty, and like. I didn't know that. And it's cool. You know, the game's been out for a decade this fall, and I had no idea. I think the same thing with that exact quest. If you helped the bandits, they would have given you, like, 200 gold at the time. But if you put the wanted posters up, the guy would have only given you 15 golds. So you had more incentive at the time to help the bandits out. Yeah. But long term, you should have done the good choice. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's kind of like the... um then Bioshock helping the little sisters uh, either sacrifice yeah. them or uh, save them. And at the time, if you sacrifice them, you get more Adam. If you save them, you get less. But over time, as you save more, you get care packages from them, which ends up almost evening out. I think you lose like a hundred Adam or something like that. If you sack or if you save them all, as opposed to if you sacrifice them all. So it's, it's kind of like that same situation. Um, which I, I think is really cool. I like stuff like that where it really makes you sit and think like, do I need this right now? Do I? So, um, yeah. So are we done talking about Fable as a whole? I uh, think we are. Yeah. Unless anybody has any more comments to make about the. I think it's a good game. No, I think we're good. Game. I wish I had an Xbox. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a really fun game. The whole Fable series. I, I really love them. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Good times. Yeah. Okay, so for the question for this week was, what relationship, romantic or platonic, has changed you? And I picked this question because, like I said earlier, like the the relationships in Fable Two aren't as deep as like some maybe some of the other games we've talked about. So I feel like we could we could spend more time on this question. So kind of you know balance. Yeah, a absolutely. Because it's a big question. Yeah, it's a big question, but I think it also relates to Fable really well because I mean. Zyger, I'm glad you even brought this up. It made you, uh, Fable 2, the choices you make made you think about how you talk to other people and, like, interacted with other people, like, in real life. Yeah. And that also relates to Fable because the choices you make, the relationships you make in the game impact the world at large. So I think it's a kind of a cool um, question to kind of tackle. So, Zyger. Mm-hmm. What relationship, romantic or platonic, has changed you? You're our guest, so we have to put you on the spot yeah, first. first. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so I'm assuming we're not going to be counting family in this, right? Yeah, I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, ex- yeah, excluding family. Okay, so unlike most people, I haven't dated or anything because mm-hmm. life happens, whatnot. But like, as far as like friendships go. 
that's something that changed my life. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this guy. He runs a small internet company. His name's Greg Miller. Yeah, yeah. He, I, he, small I indie don't know company. If I'm familiar. Yeah, no, he, he's a he's a loser. Don't worry about him too much. But uh, <laughs> when I first interacted with him, uh, he really didn't know me. I didn't know him at all. I always knew of him from some loser website called IGN. Never yep. heard of it before, but yeah, mm-hmm. I interacted with him through like a Twitch chat before he went off and did his own thing. And like he was never like super big or anything. Like we didn't talk a whole lot. It was just more like, oh hi hi. But then when he branched out and did his own thing, which is now called Kind of Funny, uh, I started interacting with him a lot more. Yeah, mostly via the Twitch chat, and it got to a point where he like recognized my name. And when I first met him, it was at an RTX, and he was handing mints out because we were about to start the panel, which was Colin and Greg Live at the time. And he was handing mints out to everyone. And as I reached for a mint, he grabbed my arm and said, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you Zyger? And <laughs> I had no idea he, he knew what I looked like because I haven't really, – at the time, I didn't have a lot of photos of myself online. Yeah. But, like, he just knew instantly that I was Zyger. He stopped me. And, like, he rose my hand in the, into the sky and said, hey, everyone, this is Zyger. This is the kid in the Twitch chat. And then everyone in the room started cheering. And I was, like, blown away that, one, Greg recognized me before we even actually met. And, two, that, like, everyone in the room knew of me because of Greg. Mm-hmm. And being friends with him, because, like, every now and then he will end up checking up on me. Like, he'll send me a message on Twitter, like, hey, are you doing okay? Do you need help or anything? And it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's someone you look up to. And you don't mm-hmm. think that you would have an actual friendship with them because you always watch them online, you go to their events, you support their community and whatnot, but you never think that you will actually be friends. But Greg's the kind of person who would be your friend. Like There have been dozens of times where I would make a somewhat vague tweet where I'm not having the best day, and he would stop whatever he's doing, even if it's in the middle of recording, to check up on me like, hey, are you doing okay? Do you want to talk? It's like... It blows me away, and it makes me want to be a better person. That's why I always do my best to reach out to other people in the community. Because, mm-hmm. like, Greg gave me a chance. I want to give other people a chance, so I try my best to talk with everyone. For example, you and Jessica, when you were streaming on Twitch about a year ago, I was like, oh, I want to meet more people, introduce them to the community, get more and more people involved the same way Greg got me involved. Because it makes everyone's lives better. Yeah, no, and that I also I also have a really, I mean I don't have nearly as like awesome of a story with kind of funny as you do, um, but like I feel like I feel like a lot of the people who are kind of funny best friends have that moment where it clicks for them, where they feel part of the community, or at least I've heard a lot of stories of when it clicked for people, <laughs> and I think that's awesome. And for me personally, uh, when we were doing subtrendy stuff, uh, we, I was, I started, sub, I helped start subtrendy because of kind of funny. And the first person to follow me on Twitter from the community was Jared Queso Bros. Oh, I like Jared because I followed him and he followed me back. 
And then from there, and like I had heard your name and Kaylee's name on podcasts and stuff from Kind of Funny, but I wasn't really involved in the community. I was like, these are people that I'm never going to talk to, I'm never going to associate with. They've got their own community thing. I've always been an outsider with like community and fandoms like that. I've never really involved myself in them because I just don't for some reason. And Kind of Funny is the first exception I've ever really made. Um, and so when you jumped in and followed... I think it was the Subtrendy Twitch yeah. channel. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know this name. I know this person. Holy shit. How does he know who we are? I remember when Zyger first commented in the chat on Twitch. We were streaming. It was in the morning, I think. Yeah. Uh, we were in, it would have been Thomas and Emily's house. Uh, when Because that's, that's where we used to do all of our filming. And I remember going behind their uh, couch because it was kind of pointed at. They have a, like a sectional couch. It's like an L-shaped. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, and we like had it pointed kind of in the middle of the area. Um, but I remember going back behind the couch and like making a face at Andrew. And I was just like, Zyger's in the chat. Like I was like I was blown away. I yeah. was just like, this is so crazy. Like I like I, I fangirled out a little bit. I was just I like, do. I can't Aww. believe that like 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 I I just can't believe it, it felt like the like just this whole like I don't know. It was it was just crazy. It was like this whole other world that and, and that's why I, you and Kaylee, both of you, have been so accommodating and so just sweet and uh, you guys just make this effort to like really make people feel like they're a part of the community mm-hmm. and a part of your lives and you extend so much kindness to them uh and when when you did that it was like unreal like i i just i, I wasn't used to that sort of thing you know yeah. i've always been shy growing up i've always i've never really like andrew i never really you know, I used Tumblr, but I wasn't one of those people who had like all my Tumblr mutuals and Tumblr friends. You know, I never it was like that. So like when that sort of world came crashing into ours, it was. And then, you know, shortly after that, we had the the chat that Kaylee founded mm-hmm. and just in meeting all of these different people and not even necessarily like people who are admins and the kind of funny like not not even necessarily people who identified, I think, is like kind of funny best friends 100 percent like mm-hmm. they did. But like that wasn't their core. It was it was just like this kind of just random group of people and like we've all become such good friends and we know what's going on in each other's lives and we all care about each other and like i I mean i feel like this is off topic from like zagger telling a story about greg but it's it's just the extension of community and it's it's amazing that greg and just as a testament to to how much he's done and how how much of a life-changing person he is especially like for you zagger it's like not only did greg change your life but greg by impacting you and, and he created this domino effect. Mm-hmm. He has, he's one of those people. There's certain people who like, and what's funny is I've never even met him, but you can just tell by the way that somebody speaks or the way somebody presents themselves. Like they're the type of people to where they radiate, but that's never like their intent. Like they always, the, the reason why they do it is because through them, they can make others happy mm-hmm. or they can bring the focus on others. And like, honestly, Andrew, you're one of those types of people to me. And I think my sister, Erica, and it's not even just because I'm closest with them. It's just, and what's weird is all of those people have April birthdays. <laughs> yeah. And like, I had a boss at one point who had that sort of personality too. And it's just these people who are very, um, is it who I think it is? Yeah, it is. Yeah. He has the it's, same birthday as me. He has the same, it's, it's something <laughs> weird about April birthdays. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> man, uh, 
Uh, but they're the type of people who it's it's not about them. Like they can be the most well liked, uh, confident, smiling, like heartfelt, sincere, emotional, like just really good people. Just good. Like that's really the word for it is good. But it's never about them. It's more about that domino effect. And it's like Greg didn't only impact your life. It's like he he made you Zeiger. You have so much of him now. Like you you Aww. were the one who reached out and you started so much community efforts, mm-hmm. and you impacted Kaylee and Kaylee's reached out and, and made so many you know different community efforts. It's like it's just it's amazing. It's it's amazing how how one person can kind of shape and and fill so many people's lives with acceptance and love. I remember. I mean, this kind of ties into all this. I remember Zeiger a few months ago. You texted me out of the blue, and we're like, hey you're great. You're awesome. Hope you're having a great day. And I, I've never had anybody do that aside from like Jessica, if she's out of town or like my mom or my sister, no one, I don't, I can't remember a single time. Anybody's like, Hey, you're awesome. You do you hope you're having a good day here. If you need to talk just like for no reason. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Holy shit. This is awesome. I love this kid because uh, you you finish up because like that's the kind of stuff i see in the community that as an outsider for so long i was like that's cool i'm glad they're all there from each other i will never be in that situation i will never feel that and i'm okay with that because that's their thing. Like, I don't think I've ever identified myself as a best friend. I don't think I've ever actually said those words to describe myself. Because, like I said, I still feel like an outsider. Because that's just how I feel with groups and communities and fandoms. But, like, I know at heart I am. And I know I'm part of this community. And, like, that solidified that when you texted me that. I was like, holy shit. Like, these people I've been talking to for almost a year who I've never met actually give a shit it's not just oh we're in a group chat we're having fun and screwing around it's these text messages yeah it's like, genuine care i mean even in the chat if somebody's if something is going on in somebody's like i mean there's sometimes when when it's smaller things and it's like it's more like hey, i hope you're doing okay like your car broke down and, but like if there's something seriously wrong going on or like and, and you can tell and you can sense a person's down like i mean there was one time um when Roe was going through issues, we yeah. had we had literally six of us. This was like a couple oh, months ago. Yeah, like yeah. looking in the area that he was stuck in, trying to order him a pizza. You yep. know what I mean? And just and just help him out. And like, hey, yeah. can we can we do something? Um, and like that's that's the kind of level of of love that's in that chat. I mean, I've had and Stephen, uh, young Stephen, who's in the chat. Young I mean, Steven. he he uh, just yesterday was posting all of these tweets and stuff like that about all, all these different people, like thanking them and, and talking about how much they changed his life. Um, Kaylee, after almost every stream that I do, like, it's like, Hey, Hey, how'd it go? Like, or like just cheering me on or like, and we're working on obviously this, this super secret project oh together. Super <laughs> secret. Super secret. It's like, act. and literally yesterday, Kaylee calls me while she's at work, like printing t-shirts and she's like, Hey, like, I hope it's cool that I'm calling you. Like, I just, cause I can't really text cause I'm working, but like, let's talk. And so we talked for a little bit and just about, you know, wow, she actually things. talked on the phone. Been, That's big. We, I know. Yeah, right. yeah, we had a phone conversation. She hates talking <laughs> like on the phone. 15 minutes. I know. It was I was I was blown away too. I was like I never would have imagined that Kaylee is a phone person, but we talked for like 10-15 minutes. Um gosh, and like just there's just so many people and like yeah, Zyker sent me sweet texts before. Moises is another person who like he's sent texts to us before just like, you know, 
both of us, Andrew, like just saying like, Hey, hope you guys are doing well. I love you guys, you know, stuff like that. And it's amazing. It's because you don't meet people who are that unafraid to love openly a lot. Yeah especially I feel like men, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like with women, it's, it's like, I've had many female friends who are like, I love you. I love you too. You know, drunken bathroom hugging and, you know, but with, with guys to be exactly, (laughs) (laughs) but with guys, it's, um, it's a little bit harder, but I feel like kind of funny helps people embrace that. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. Okay. So quick little story about that text message I sent you both. I was actually having the worst fucking day and I was just in the worst mood at all possible. So what I did to help cheer myself up was I sent everyone I knew like a similar text, not like copy or everything. I wrote everyone a custom message, but like I was just going down my contact list just so I wouldn't feel lonely at the time. I'm sorry. Hold on. No, you're fine. But no, yeah. uh, Like I was just having the worst day and I just wanted not to feel lonely. So that's why I sent out those text messages to both you, Jessica. I sent uh, probably like 40 or 50 messages before I felt better. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's awesome because, I mean, and that's Ooh, the kind It breaks of... my heart, but yes. No, well, it's, yeah. it's amazing that somebody like who's going through that would think like, okay, what can I do? Because I know when I'm feeling shitty, I'm the type of person who like, I make myself feel shittier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I'm the type of, I'll ignore text messages and then I feel like the guilt of like, oh, I ignored these people's text messages too. And like, I need to respond back to them and I need to do this and I need to do this. And like the guilt and I just, I retreat into myself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're like, I don't feel well, but you know what'll make me feel a little better is thinking about the people I have in my life who I love and spreading a little bit of love. So it's just like, just, you're an amazing person, Zegger. That's just such a sweet thing to do. Yeah, it's very uncharacteristic with just about anybody else. Um, Thank you. And like I said, you brightened up my day that day. Like I was having, I was, you know, having a fine day. Like it was, it was a run of the mill day, but I got that. I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. So yeah, it helped me. For <laughs> sure. Um, Anybody else, Zeiger? I'm sorry, what was that? Anybody else you got that changed uh, that changed your life? Uh, besides, like Greg, who literally changed my entire life. Uh, I guess I would say my best friend Kaylee. You probably know her, maybe. I assume. Yeah. I have heard of her. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's definitely changed my life in a huge respect. Like literally, if we go a day where we don't text each other, we actually get concerned. And That's I know funny. Kaylee's done it a few times where she would put into like our many different group chats. Like, Hey, has anyone here talked to Zyre today? And like, I would do the same thing on a much lesser extent, but yeah, like, yeah. we talk every day. Uh, she definitely changed my life. I visit her yeah, maybe I'm... once or twice a year at most. I'm fairly certain without incriminating either of you that you would both kill for one another. Like that's how, like you guys are ride or die. Yeah, 100%. Like, like yeah. 100%. Like, and I, I love it. Like you guys are like ultimate friendship goals. You really are. Like Kaylee loves it. It's, and like you said, it is that whole thing. Like if one of you doesn't hear from the other, Kaylee will straight up text me like, Hey, like there's been times there was one time when Kaylee hadn't heard from you. And she like literally was like on Twitter, like, okay, but he liked to post seven hours ago. So he's yep. okay. Yeah. I, I remember that you, you were MIA in the group chat for like three or four days, which is super, unca- was super uncharacteristic for you at the time. And Kate, yeah, Kaylee got on the group chat. I was like, has anyone talked to Zyger? Where is he? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, then like she texted me like, hey, 
I saw you comment on Facebook. You're alive. Why the fuck are you ignoring me? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, I was just having a super shitty day, and that one comment on Facebook, I just like did it off the top of my head off something else completely unrelated. And then like I didn't realize that I had ignored her message. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, she... You guys both love each other to death, and it's it's an amazing friendship. Yeah. So it does not surprise me at all to hear Kaylee pop up on that list. Yeah, and I wasn't even trying to like push like, hey, you want to mention Kaylee? You probably <laughs> mention Kaylee. I was just wondering if there's anybody else that you had. I feel like if move, I didn't move. mention her, she would send me a text like, yo, why did you talk about me at all? Oh yeah, I'm not important enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say arguably Kaylee is at least ten times more important and famous than Greg Miller. <laughs> I would agree with that. A hundred percent. She's only how, like what? So she has a few thousand followers. Yeah. And Greg's a little over a million. Yeah. She's close. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Greg probably has like a thousand bots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. All of them are Russian bots. Oh God. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um. So Andrew, why don't you tell me about your most uh monumental life-changing person and it better be me in yeah, detail I about say, how great i am she might be talking Christ. to you right now andrew <laughs> yeah uh i mean no i feel like we should almost have a know each other rule i think that just goes without saying like yeah jessica <laughs> there boom done um like <laughs> you want you want our story fucking dm me i'll tell you the nine-year relationship we've had um i don't know like this is hard because i don't want to forget anyone you know it's yeah. like it's like um, it's like your award speech. At yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like my, my uh, I like to think the academy, um, or like my la- or like my will. And I don't want to leave anybody out, because um, this is like. But for- we're not putting family in, so you don't have to worry about family. That's true. Um, I don't know. It's hard. Um, <sighs> fuck. Yeah, God. Can we come back to me? Like I want to. No, but wanna... then it's me, and yeah. I'm, I'm also at a loss. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so in recent history, uh, the kind of funny, sexy corners. That's the name of our little group chat. Oh, okay. uh, how it was named that is uh, honestly almost a mystery to me at this point. I remember, I remember there was something about sex tangle. Like it, it was a very strange uh, chat originally. Yeah, <laughs> it still is. It still is. It still is. Um, but. No, I mean, just being a part of what's funny is like I Andrew really like kind of funny. I never really um, watched a lot of their stuff. And then he kind of drew me in with a few different things. Um, I really I never really listened to podcasts was part of it. So like he, he kind of drew me in. I watched YouTube videos and I was like, OK, I, I like these people. I like these people. And then we um, started going to figure out who like who was Tim and who was Greg. Or I who could was not Nick tell their voices. The voices. Like, just I'm Greg right there with pretty you. quick. It took me two, three months to figure out the difference between all the guys. Yeah, she, well, it's like it's Greg was easy because it's like I'm Greg, Mill, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, who's so, the loudest person? Yeah, the, the loudest person is Greg. The one who sounded like he wanted to die was Colin. <laughs> and then, and then uh, to me, Nick and Tim, it was it was harder to distinguish between them. But then yeah. I ended up getting. I was like, okay, Tim sounds a little bit chip, more chipper. Yeah, Nick is a little bit more like I don't know. It's suave, morose. <laughs> I don't know. Something along those but lines. But Colin's always sounded matter of factly and angry. Not even like he wanted to die. It was just matter of fact, fact and, and angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Greg was the goofy one. But uh, so I ended up figuring it out. And then I ended up, you know, friending certain people on Twitter and, and 
you know, Zyger showed up in our Twitch chat. And I kind of, when I started following Zyger, I saw who Zyger interacted with. And I was like, oh, shit, these people are really cool, too. And so I started following more of them. And it just grew from there. And then eventually Kaylee made a group chat. And we jumped in the group chat and started talking to, um, you know, talking to everybody. And, and really, like, that came at such a perfect time because last year was so fucking shitty. It's like, so I, bonkers. it was bonkers. It last year, so much has happened in a year, uh, almost exactly a year now. Well, little, I mean, if you count the precursor, yeah. it's been over a year, but, um, so I mean, cause like that, that late March of last year was when I found out my dad had cancer. Um, oh, yeah, I was, I yeah, I was, I was going through, um, just some really hard times. Like I, was diagnosed with bipolar i mean i've been diagnosed with bipolar a long time but i started taking medicine again but the medicine was having adverse side effects um so basically i was even more depressed and gaining weight which made me more depressed um and uh like i said my dad was diagnosed with cancer um i ended up withdrawing from school just because i got to the point where like i couldn't really bring myself to go i was just so unmotivated and so and like i had a panic attack one time driving to school um because the medicine was actually impacting my vision which was really weird too and that's when i knew that yeah that's when i knew i needed to get off of it um but i i felt like i was having like bouts where my eyes couldn't focus and so i had like a panic attack driving to school because i was driving and then i realized i can't really see very well um and so it just got to the point and like i that was that got to be scary for me leaving the house and going to school um, so I withdrew from that. And then like a few days later is when the two people who we were doing Subtrendy with said, you know, hey, we're not going to do Subtrendy anymore. And that like kind of sucked, but it was it was still fine. It was whatever, you know, um, like I, honest to God, like I really was not bitter at all about them not wanting to do it anymore. Um, but then after that, you know, it was kind of like, oh, but we'll still be friends. We'll still hang out. And then despite leaving the group and then knowing everything that was going on in my life. I never heard from them again. I got like a text the following week on like a Monday saying, um, you know, oh, hey, thinking about you. I responded, oh, thank you. That means, you know, a lot to me. You know, thanks for saying that. Um, and literally last time I ever heard <laughs> anything. Um, have you talked to them since? No. Wow. No, that is literally the last interaction. Neither of us have. Um, so that, that was kind of it. <laughs> and uh, it sucked because like they became the two people who I – felt closest to and what's funny is like in a way like I would even put them on this list as far as changing my life a little bit you know they kind of were the first ones who like made me think hey wow we could really maybe do something on the internet like podcasts or videos and and kind of you know do something creative like there's an outlet for this and I and people are interested like maybe we should do this and that was really cool and they were just really good friends um but you know after that it was it was kind of um like breaking up in a relationship I was just so heartbroken is you know i think because you 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 trust people and you want to um you feel like you you've confided so much and put so much of yourself in somebody and then to have it kind of taken away it it sucks you know to lose that support system um and that was when all that was going on and that's that's all i needed was a support system and thank god (laughs) that's when you guys stepped in it's like i it's like the world just knew that like hey she needs a little bit of help and you know in came the kind of funny sexy corners um just being so supportive and it's like huh r.i.p aim r.i.p aim yeah r.i.p aim um but no it was like everybody i think was dealing with their own shit at the time 
mm-hmm. and we all kind of found each other and we all grew and we've we've i mean everybody still has their own shit you know we're all still, yeah. we're all still dealing with it but we um it helped a lot especially for me it's like uh, yeah it, it was a life-changing life-changing group and it came exactly when i needed it and uh yeah it, it changed changed my life yeah. um and of course like growing up there there were other people who changed my life you know um Gosh, I remember, like, Andrew was huge. Andrew made a huge impact on my life. He made me, um, before I met Andrew, um, not even before, but before we started, like, really dating and talking and stuff, I guess, because I kind of knew of him beforehand. But we, or I, um, was kind of a troublemaker in school. Like, I <laughs> I can't even count the number of times that I've had detention. I was in in-school suspension for a week in school just because of, like, skipping classes. And, like, I... I I just kind of was a mess. Like I never was involved in drugs or anything like that. It wasn't like that, you know, kind of, but I, I was depressed. I was lonely. Um, I had like kind of a friend group, but I don't know. It just, I never felt really seen or like I was important. Um, I, what's weird. It's like I had guys who were interested in dating me, but I think I disliked myself so much that I was convinced that everything like they couldn't possibly be a way like that a person would like me. So like I sabotaged my own relationships, um, I, my only ambition really was I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to like maybe play music. Um, and like, that's all I really wanted to do. I used books and movies and video games as a method to escape. Um, and my life was kind of sad. Like I really, I didn't feel as much as like maybe, or, or maybe I felt so much that I was scared of it and I kind of bottled it up. But Andrew, I think was like the first person where I was like, wow, this person actually like, really cares about me um and that made a huge difference I had a really awesome high school teacher Mr. Himes he was another person who really changed me and and kind of pushed me to to give a shit about politics and the world um Kayla also who from Incline High School I met her she was the same way she was just such a nice caring radiant person who who cared about the world um I don't know I I have I have so many friends I could list like Taylor Sam uh like just incredible people I, I I'm lucky to have so many incredible women in my life as I do um I have four younger sisters like uh and my mom they don't count. Was, yeah know, they don't I, count that's true that's true but I'm just saying I've, I've always been uh surrounded by women who have all been fucking amazing like my mom too she was a single mother for a long time and I think it may be shapes who I am you know today oh 100 yeah. you are your mom I've just I've always had um in my life, whether they're my friends, whether they're my family, whatever, like just these really amazing women who are so fixated on, uh, making lives better for themselves and for, not just for themselves, but like for others too. Like they just want to make the world a better place. And those are the like types of people that I like to have in my life. So, yeah. Um, I really, if I hadn't have like, hadn't met all of the friends that I have met, um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as passionate or as caring as I am, which is who I feel like I inherently am. So I'm glad that I had people kind of push that out of me. So now your turn, Andrew, after I spent like 15 minutes giving my life story. (laughs) Um, For me, um, I mean, like I said, Jessica goes without saying, but a hundred percent, I mean, Jessica did a small spiel on me, so I'm going to do a quick one on her. Um, Jessica made me care about politics and history and made me realize that 
she pulled me out. She always says she, I pulled her out of her shell, but she pulled me out of my shell a lot too because I am very by the book scheduled. Even though I'm really bad at organizing and scheduling myself, she I like I try to stick to that. I'm not very flexible, and dating Jessica has made me a much more flexible person. I am slightly more spontaneous than I used to be. I'm bad at showing it, but I'm more willing to be like, yeah, let's go do that. Sure, sounds fun. Let's do it. Fuck it. Uh, like we went to a burlesque show a couple weeks ago because we wanted to, and like that was awesome. And I wouldn't have done that probably with anybody else because nobody else would be like, "Hey, burlesque, we haven't done that. Let's go do it." Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um. So yeah, Jessica, Jessica definitely changed me as a person, made me more ambitious and um, looking for more out of the world than I was originally. Um, my best friend Adam. Without a doubt, um, we I I can literally text him or call him whenever, and it doesn't matter. He's uh, my first friend that I've had long distance that I've maintained the relationship. Uh, he moved right literally the day after we graduated high school, um, and we've been friends <laughs> seems like forever since middle school. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely Adam. Um, oh, I have a good one. So my kind of going away from like, oh, just friends are really neat and cool to have. <laughs> um, my friend's stepdad, H, that is his legal name. Like the letter H? H? Just, just the letter. Yep. Um, and his wife, Mary Kay, H and Mary Kay are s- some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. Um, they were our neighbors growing up and to this day I can still go to their house and walk in the door and even if they're not home I can hang out on their couch until they get home and just they'll be like okay cool and they'll be like what do you want for dinner I'm like, I don't care they uh, they were there for my family uh, for everything we went on family vacations with them but more than all of that they're just good people um, H after my dad died, H, whenever he needed to, kind of took on that dad role. And was like, hey, like, cut your shit out. You know, he, he would he would pull that. And if it was anybody else, I'd be like, fuck off. That's not your place. But because it was H, and because I respect the hell out of him, and I know he's looking out for me in my best interest. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. And Mary Kay is the fierce mom like my mom my mom's tough as nails she's dealt with a lot of shit but she's not hyper aggressive and so mary Kay will also call me on my bullshit whenever she sees it um which is really nice to have in a um older womanly figure um because like i said my mom my mom is tough but I can I I'm not intimidated by my mom. I am legitimately terrified of Mary Kay, uh, sometimes because she will, like I said, she'll call me on my shit. So they're like they're like sec- they were like they were always like secondary parents for me, and they gave me two of my best friends. Um, they're t- two of their sons, two of their five boys. Jesus, um, <laughs> uh, are some of my best friends. So they they when my dad was sick, um, my well okay so the. Day my dad died, I left the house 
to go drop my friend off because he had stayed the night. I went and dropped my friend off at his house, and my dad died while I was gone, and I came back. Mary Kay and H were already there because they, they, they were the first person my, my mom called um, because they lived right down the street. So when I got there, they were already there. I knew something was up. Mom came outside before I even went in the house, told me dad died. I said, okay. And Mary Kay and H took care of us that day. And then to get, because my dad died in our house, Mary Kay and H told, like, we're like, hey, pack your bags. You're going to come stay with us for a couple weeks. Bring the dogs. You can come hang out with us that way. Or not a couple weeks, a couple days. I don't know if I said days or weeks, but anyway, a couple days. So we went and stayed at their house for a couple days. And, like, they took care of us. Like, they cooked meals and they did everything. They helped with funeral arrangements and they were always super awesome. Uh, when family came in town for the funeral, Mary Kay and H were like, we've got three guest bedrooms and an RV. Any family that needs to stay here can stay at our place. And they took care of everyone. That's super awesome family. of them. Yeah, they are, like, some, like I said, they're some of the fucking greatest people I know. I love those two. And before I left Missouri to move to California, I had to stop and go see them. Because I would feel super shitty if I didn't talk to them before I left. Because we didn't really tell a lot of people we were moving. I didn't I didn't tell a lot of people we were moving. Jessica told people because most of her family is in California. But I didn't tell a ton of people. And so, like, I needed to go talk to Mary Kay and H before I left. So I, we made the three-hour drive down so Jessica could see her dad one last time before we moved. And so I could go talk to Mary Kay and H because I owed it to them. And I still I, – I call – H called me on my birthday. I called H on his birthday. I forgot to call Mary Kay on Mother's Day because I'm shitty. Aww. I'll call H on Father's Day. I, I've called H on Father's Day and Mary Kay usually on Mother's Day almost every year for like the last five years. So I love those two. They're great. And if they're not, if that's like not already just a testimony of how amazing they are, um, they also like are huge Renaissance fair people. <laughs> like they always dress up. They go like way out of the way. Like okay, they're that's super awesome. over the top. Yeah, no, like, H yeah. wears a kilt and will say, huzzah! Oh, yeah, he, like, carries a stein around. It's amazing. Yeah. I love him. And he's just, like, so sweet. They have one of their, like, they're just the, like, honestly, they're what I aspire to be when I'm older. Oh, yeah. Like, um, one of their sons uh, and one of our good friends, Zach, he came out to them uh, a couple years ago now Yeah. Um, as gay. And, like, I remember uh, H was, H, uh, oh, gosh, what was it? Okay, His so. His grad we, party? Yeah, it was like Zach's that? grad party. And we were all wasted. Yeah. H had been drinking Gentleman Jack pretty much straight out of the bottle um, because that's his favorite drink. And we were joking around and Zach goes, dad, I need to tell you something. This was after he had already come out to his dad. And H is like, what? And he goes, dad, I'm straight. And his dad's like, what? No son of mine likes women. Get out of my house. You're not my kid anymore. And like just goes over the top. And it was just, you're all just having a good time. And like, that's H. Yeah, that's no, he's just the sweetest guy. He's just, he's so accepting and so loving. And like I said, he loves like, he loves Renaissance fairs. His favorite movie is The Princess Bride. Such a good movie. Oh, I know. He's just, it's such a good movie. He's just such a good person. Like anytime that I'm around, he's always so sweet to me. He offers up anything people need. Like he just, he just wants to, to make people feel at home and he just wants to be a good guy. You know what I mean? Like he, then he, and he's got such a good belly laugh. (laughs) And like, God, he's, he's like the, he's like the abominable snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or like Yukon Cornelius. You know, just like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, I love him. H is the best. And Mary Kay is also oh, such a wonderful mm. woman. Um, she's intense, and I love it. 
because I never I never had a hyper intentional woman in my life until Mary came, <laughs> and it's never been the same. <laughs> so yeah, those are definitely my two. Um, oh, I think we have a couple uh, stories to read from from we do some, really some missions. Let's Ooh, this is good. Yeah. So got we've got two uh, entries today. Uh, so the first one is, do you want to read this one or do you want to read the other one? Uh, sure. I'll read this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, a number of years ago, I dated this woman for a short period of time. We had quite a few things in common. We were both gamers, enjoyed karaoke, played WoW. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out with us, though. Uh, now, I had a tendency to completely break it off with someone and never talk to them again after a failed relationship. But in this case, she taught me that there could be friendship after dating. It's been eight years now, and she is still one of my best friends. Thank you for listening and love the show. And I won't read their name at the end. Okay, yeah, I covered their name with my thumb just so she just to make sure she wouldn't read it. Mm. Um, first of all, thank you yeah. for listening. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you for listening. Thank you for submitting. Um, and thank you for loving the show. That means a lot. Yeah. So well, I think I've said this on the vo- show before, but like every relationship you have, whether it's rela- or romantic or platonic, is never a waste of time, even though it's super easy to look at that that way after a romantic relationship ends, as long as you learn something from it. And on top of that, with this email, I think what's funny is we actually just talked about this with Joey last week. With the exception of one girlfriend, you're friends with all of your girlfriends. Yep. Like, and you you kind of have the same philosophy, and like they're great. Like, I, I, sounds weird saying that, but like a lot, no, a lot of your ex girlfriends, like they they're really nice, great people. One of them's coming to our wedding. Yeah, no, and like she's, I love her. She's awesome. Um, it doesn't have to be like this contentious bad thing. Um, with me, it's like I really haven't had very true, like many, many true relationships. Um, I've never, like any person that I have been interested in or had like kind of a relationship with, um, we've always been good afterwards too. Like it's, I've actually never had like anybody fall out of my life from like a room in, in a romantic sense. Yeah. Um, I've had friends, <laughs> but, yeah. but I've never had, uh, anybody like, I don't know. We, we've just always gone to being friends. So it's, it's never been a thing, but so I'm glad that you kind of, um, dear, dear, not, I was going to say reader, but dear, uh, entrant, <laughs> um, Ew. submitter. I don't know. Some submission. I, listener, I don't know the proper listener. listener. Okay. Dear yeah, listener. listener. Um, <laughs> cause like, don't make it weird. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that you kind of uh, reached that. And it's cool because, like, you guys play WoW and stuff like that. So, like, and you guys both play games, both do karaoke. Those are awesome activities that you can do with friends. So, mm-hmm. it's cool that you kept that friend. You guys can still go do all that stuff. Arguably, most of those game, or, or most of those activities are better with friends. True. So. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, thank you for that uh, submission. Yeah. Now, we'll go to our other one. Yeah, so the other one... Um, the other the one, when I got it, it, made me cry ch- a little bit. Yeah, is the subject line for this one is You Changed Me. Uh, there was once a video and bookstore located in the icy tundra of northern Missouri. There I met some of the coolest nerds ever. We went on many adventures and remembered most of them. Eventually, we had to part ways. These people helped bring out my inner nerd. I love you guys. Miss you so much. <sighs> I kid you not. Like, when I, I opened it up, because I saw the title, You Changed Me, and I was like, what is this email? Because, like, I totally forgot that I have the Kiss Kiss Game game, like, synced up to my phone. Mm-hmm. So I saw this title, and I was like who's emailing me this? And then I opened it up. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, and then I, I opened, I started to read it. I started to tear up. Yeah. <laughs> like I legitimately, was like, oh my gosh. Like I just felt like that, like punch to the chest mm-hmm. face started feeling stuffy. Yeah. <sighs> it's yeah. I am. I mean, obviously Justin, and I both know who this is. Um, 
and this person changed us absolutely incredibly as well definitely um this is it's it's been hard to uh moving from missouri to california and leaving literally all our friends uh in the midwest um because it's hard to keep connections like that but i feel like we've both done a really good job and our friends have done an incredible job of keeping in contact and checking in with us and this person is no exception um hopefully they're going to come out soon and we'll be able to see them and next time i'm out in missouri i'm definitely going to pop in and see them um but yeah my favorite part of this is we went on many adventures and remembered most of them uh, <laughs> most of them <laughs> yeah there's a, a well, when you're in co- when you're in college there's some there's adventures some involve alcohol, alcohol didn't they yeah <laughs> yeah that makes a lot more sense yeah <laughs> so yeah no this uh this person's my my jack and coke buddy so yeah uh, but. absolute sweetheart there is one this person is also the person who uh lived with us in our tiny ass apartment for an entire summer yeah um when he was in between doing things i yes. used the gender there but well. Yeah, well. but um yeah, no, uh, and th- that was just amazing. Just, like, the sweetest, best human. Just another very kind, giving person. Yeah. You, you, Andrew honestly picks, like, really good guy friends. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that my friend... Eh, but wait, he also picked Moises, so that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Moises is a sweet boy. You take that back. I know, I love but him, no, I love um, him. No, this person is, um, honest to God, like, they really like comic books and superheroes, and I think that it's because they secretly are one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't just pass just them. kindness. What's and, their superpower? Uh, uh, being good. Yeah, just being, just being good. Just good being person. a cool dude. All right, I can respect that. A... His name is Rad Lad. Rad Lad. Rad Lad. I like that. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate everything about that. Oh, it's pretty God. bad. Yeah, it's bad. No, it's amazing. <laughs> Shout out to I think Rad we should Lad. Figure out which one of these lovely people gets uh, the gift card, and then we can wrap it on up. Yeah, it was the winner of the. $10 gift card is not Rad Lad. Oh, sorry, it Rad Lad. Is, it is Aww. the one about being friends with an ex for eight years. Um, so we will get in contact with you about what kind of gift card you want, and we'll get it to you. So uh, thank you guys so, both so much for submitting, though. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun to have stuff like that on the show because it lets you interact with us and lets us interact with you. Yay. So we really appreciate it. But yeah, I think that's it. Zyger. Yes. Any final thoughts, words? Uh, I just want to send a message out just to be better to each other. If you, listening person, have someone you haven't talked to that you actually care about, I don't care what time it is, if it's 3 in the morning, 12 at night, 7 o'clock in the afternoon, just send them a text, let them know that you care, that they matter, just send out good vibes because you have no idea if they need it right now and how much they'll actually appreciate it. And it could make their entire day better. Word. Following that advice, Sager, I will tonight for for you and for the show. I'm going to do that. I'm going to text some people tonight and uh, let them know how much I love them. Yeah, I'm also going to do that. <clears throat> so thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, it I, is good. We should we should be spreading that on. Yep, be better to each other. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to plug the Patreon here because I feel like that's really tacky after that. <laughs> that really nice. We message. did it at the beginning. You guys, you guys yeah, know the you drill. You know the deal. <laughs> Uh, go back and scroll back to the beginning if you really want to help out. But anyway, thank you, thank you, Zyger, so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. you for having me. You guys are delightful. Of course. I love you both. 
Thank you. I love you too. too. Guess what? Only like a month until we see you. Yo, so you said you never met Greg, so we're going to make that happen for sure next month. And we're all going to be drunk and it's going to be amazing. Don't tell my mother I said that. No, I won't. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't met any. We met Joey. Joey's the only one we've met. Yeah, we've met Joey. We met some IGN people, but we have not met any kind of funny people or kind of funny best friends. Nope. Prom is going to be amazing. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you are coming to Kind of Funny Prom, hit us all up. It's going to be yeah. great. Um, but Drinks we'll on back. Andrew. Just no. kidding. Yo. <laughs> San Francisco is very expensive and alcohol is even expensiver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even expensiver. Yes. Um, but yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with a new episode. Actually, one week. Oh, we're doing one week. Uh, that's what we originally said we were going to do. Okay, we, well, we're we're going to figure it out. Surprise. That's what we originally said. We'll you know. but. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs>